Good morning. It's the Worker's Beat. I'm Gene Lance, and the beautiful redhead is, is not here. She's, that woman has got so many things going on, she's all over the place. But she's not here today. The Worker's Beat, of course, is about everything from the point of view of working families. And we like to start with things you can do. March the 31st is Cesar Chavez's birthday. I do not know the details, but I understand there's a march or a parade in Fort Worth. If someone knows, they can call me at 972-647-1893 and let everybody know. On April the 5th, from 10 to 12 in the morning, Congressman V.C.'s Labor Steering Committee at UAW 848 Hall, 2218 East Main in Grand Prairie. Contact me if you want to know about it, genelance.com. April the 5th, 12.30 p.m., Dallas Chapter of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans meets at the AFT Hall, Bishop and Center in Fort Worth, or excuse me, in Oak Cliff. Everyone is invited. Call Judy at 214-729-0063. And you do not have to be a retiree to meet with the retirees because the whole world consists of only two kinds of people, retirees and wannabe retirees. April the 12th uh, is the Texas State Employees Union Lobby Day. You can contact Judy Bryant for that, 214-729-0063. April the 13th at 7 p.m., the Young Active Labor Leaders Monthly Meeting. Contact Rosie Kurtz, and I don't have her phone number. April the 16th at 4 p.m., all union members and supporters are invited to the first constituency meeting for labor solidarity. Contact, guess who? Judy Bryant, 214-729-0063. I'm having lunch with Judy today to figure out why she's doing all these things. April the 20th at 7.30, monthly meeting for the Dallas Central Labor Council. All members of affiliated unions are invited. Contact Jason Tomlinson, 214-826-4808. April the 24th, early voting begins. Those, those are things I know about that are coming up. And if you know about some other things and you want people to know about them, progressive events, 972-647-1893. I want to give you a question to be thinking about if you're thinking about calling in and talking on the radio today. Think about this. The economic system that we live under used to be great. And the truth is it was great. It ended slavery. It ended serfdom. And uh, people made more money under it, and they they were a lot better off than when they were serfs. But it stopped being good somewhere along the line and started causing more trouble than it was worth. The question that I'm asking you, intelligent radio listeners, is when did it stop being good? Was it during the crisis of 2008? Or was it before that with the election of Donald Trump? Or before that? with the election of Ronald Reagan. A lot of people think it was when Reagan got elected. 1929, Great Depression. Was that when things began to go bad? Or was it 1914, World War One, Or was it 1896, Plessy versus, Plessy versus Ferguson? Not going to go back further than that, but take a guess. When do you think things began to go bad with the system that we live under? 972-647-1893. Well, some people would say the system we live under is doing just fine. In fact, Janet Yellen said so. She just spoke to the Senate during this last week and said that the banking system is sound. That was after two banks in 
uh, California failed, and a third one got a $30 million bailout and is still failing. It's still, uh, uh, the stock is still falling. So not so great there. The U.S. government and several large banks are coordinating a rescue of First Republic Bank, a San Francisco-based regional lender that has seen its shares slide more than 60% in the past five days. That was in several newspapers. A Swiss national bank confirmed in an email Thursday that it will provide liquidity to, I can't pronounce the name of this bank, it's Credit Suisse or something like that. This is a really big international bank, and it's not doing so well. Uh, but they're, they're, uh, people are bailing it out. I think what happened was that the Saudis said that they were not going to continue to bail it out. The Washington Post said that President Biden had to act quickly to avoid another bank meltdown. The Federal Reserve raised ranks, raised rates. Bonds tanked. Banks failed. The Fed may be forced to stop raising rates. We'll find out later this week, I think. Meantime, inflation is continuing. And at least one world leader, the president of uh, Syria, says that the United States has already started World War III. Quote, a world war is already underway, but it is not being fought through traditional means. Due to modern weaponry, especially nuclear weapons, this war is restricted to certain territories according to the United States' interests, he said. That was on Telesur. So the thing that I'm saying is that the world is going to pot, but it has been for some time. The question I'm asking you is how long? Is there a caller? Yes. Let's put them on. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hey, good morning. How are you doing today? Good. Okay, your question, well, actually, your answer was in back in 1776. That's when things started to go bad, huh? Uh-huh, with a gentleman named, um, uh, what's his name, Smith? Smith? Mm, I don't know his name. Everything and wrote it down. He wrote it down, everything on paper, and developed everything over the centuries of discussions, and he also made ideas around the globe. Uh-huh. So it was started the year. That's. Oh, are you talking about Adam Smith? Adam Smith, who who explained capitalism? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he started it all. So blame it on him. <laughs> okay. So you, you're <laughs> saying the capitalism never was any good, right? Absolutely. Uh huh. I understand, well, but but what did we have before capitalism? Uh, Serfdom. <laughs> Serfdom and well, uh, slavery was. If you take it, if you take it in general, you could say slavery was the main way things got done, and then after that came serfdom, was the main way things got done, and then after that came capitalism. And I started off saying yep. that it was a good thing when it was invented. Yeah, I agree with you there. So, uh huh. Well, where's my friend Bonnie today? Where's she at? Uh, that woman is all over the world. I don't know. She's got so many things going on. I assume she'll call. Sometime sooner or later, nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Well, you guys have a wonderful blessed Saturday afternoon. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. Good morning. Thanks for calling K and Win. You're on the air. Hey, Gene. How you doing this morning? All right. Well, I do a lot of reading like you do, and I I know when it first started. Uh, it's a old it's a song that I listened to years ago called "White Man's uh, Black Man's Hell Is a White Man's Heaven." Uh huh. And 
the problem is is the is, is critical race truth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once we get rid of that cancer, we can all come together. And I, I hope that a, a Vietnam veteran, and a, maybe I keep mentioning that because they just came up this week with a report that they've been cheating us out of money ever since we've been mm-hmm. in the war. Would, and, and would you say then? Would you say then that things began to go bad uh, in 1619 when they uh, when they made uh, slavery official? Well, uh, it had started really 1555 when the first ship picked a lot of stuff called Jesus, the uh, Jesus of Mulat, and then the Catholic Church funded that. Mm-hmm. So I think you're agreeing with that first caller. She's she said capitalism never was any good for anything. To begin with, no. I'll give it like this: if, if, if you mix it with a little socialism, it'll work. Because socialism need only means being fair to everybody. Uh-huh. And that's what your is all about: being fair. It's not about oh, two or four or five people owning all every day. Uh-huh. And so, what's happening? I'm I'm appealing to the young people, Randy, and people like us. We appealing to the young people because old people gonna have to die out before they realize they're going to destroy the world, especially with these war machines that they uh, that the rich people are funding. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, have to, we have a lot of problems, and it started with the founding fathers, which wasn't my father in the first place, because I wasn't even a human being. I was the least of a human being. So it, we have to start at the beginning, the young people, and all, all colors, because we all come from one, one color. We have to start from there and let the old people like that in Austin, they have to die out before the young people have a chance. Go ahead. Did he and, get cut off? Then, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I hear one more thing I studied the other day. But I looked at the war. And they, they start, the Great Depression started in 1927. And it lasted basically to 1937. It started in 30. Well, the war started. It is 10 years. It lasted 10 years when everybody was uh, jumping out. If the rich people, black people mm-hmm. didn't have these. If a white man had, had a cold, we had the pneumonia. So, <laughs> you know, so all these people, but I noticed something. If you go from 1927 to 1937, the war, the, the, the World War II was started in 1939. Okay. Now, and you're, and you're saying, and you're saying that's when things began to go to pot? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good opinion. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. And you can call us too at 972-647-1893. I'm asking, when did things begin to go south in the system that we live under? Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. He didn't He didn't have to wait at all. Okay, there's another. Good morning. Good morning. I'm not trying to change any subject or anything. I just had a, a question. Gene, what do daylight saving time really say? And how is it so good to where it was passed to changing this time? Because I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let others on. I do not like this time. I wish they'd have left it alone. But uh, just, just what is it helping and what has it helped? Okay. All right. Daylight, daylight savings time is kind of a leftover from when everybody lived on farms. I guess people who live on farms now probably still like it. I don't know. But uh, when everybody lived on farms, it made a difference as to how, you know, how uh, people got up 
when they got up and uh, they wanted everything to be uh, coordinated with the sunlight. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Thanks for calling. Hey, morning. Thanks for having me on. You're on. Uh, well, I think uh, things really went south, you know, 2008, when they they bailed out all those investors uh-huh. rather than the, uh, the actual homeowners. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it was only, they, they gave these investors, you know, hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars, like $450 billion uh, to bail these banks out. I think that was just one of them. I think it was the total bailout was a lot more than that, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, it was mm-hmm. real. And, you know, the reason they had to bail all these guys out is because they had packaged all those home loans together. Mm-hmm. And and in the package, you know, like 20% of the home loans went bad because, of the you know, people couldn't pay the higher rate. So instead of, you know, helping these people keep their homes, which would have cost us less money, we had to pay for the whole package of loans that had been bought and sold a hundred thousand times, and uh, that's what really created. You know, they, they said it would have been moral hazard to bail out the homeowners. Mm-hmm. You know, so instead they bailed out the, the bankers. Right. As if that wasn't moral hazard. As if to say, hey, you guys can just, you know, gamble with people's lives and pensions. You know, the Mississippi te- uh, Mississippi teachers' pension was all lost almost. You know, and it was all because it was these subprime mortgages were packaged together as, you know, uh, blue star, blue chip investment uh-huh. securities. And they weren't worth crap because they weren't verifying who could buy them. They weren't verifying your income. If you could afford it. And because they didn't care because they would just package all these together and sell them as a security. And so the big banks would buy them up and then they'd package them up and sell them and they'd buy, package them up and sell them. Do you think, you get a- do you think that what's going on right now this week is similar to what happened in 2008 because they're bailing out banks and uh, and they're also cutting off the pandemic money for people that are getting evicted and people, especially for uh, SNAP, food uh, assistance. They're cutting those things off and they're bailing out banks. So that's kind of similar, isn't it? Oh, I think it's very similar. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all from people able to sell debt, you know, so whenever these lenders don't care, you know, these banks, they just want to get the money out, you know, they, uh-huh. you know, they have out 90%, 90 times more than what they actually ever have liquid, uh-huh. you know, and so it's, it's, it's basically the same thing. It's not as, it's not like the same type of criminal Ponzi scheme, what we had in 2008, but it's, it is just over lending and, you know, like, but I, I think you have to let a lot of these companies fail. Let them fail. I believe so. Because I think the real moral hazard, like in 2008, they said the moral hazard would have been to bail out the homeowners. I understand. I understand that America's poverty rate is the same as Estonia. And it's uh, 15%. We are the 10th worst nation in the world for poverty rate. And, uh, and yet we're the richest nation in the world. And there was a couple of books written about that recently in an article in the, new, in the Washington Post this morning. So if we have this heavy, really, really heavy poverty for the people, why are we bailing out banks? That, you know, I think that is a problem. Yeah. You know, I think, I think you know, those, those, we do have a bad poverty issue, and I think it, it's, it's solely due to the... The, the economics of large cities. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because you know the you get to you get to small town USA, and there is poverty, but it, it, you know there's not as much homelessness. There's you know people still seem to have healthcare available to them. It's oh, the economics of the large cities that that are really driving those numbers. I understand that Dallas has uh, uh, unusually high poverty for children. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, think of this. You know, if if you got two people making fifty thousand dollars, like I, I, I'm a family of four and I'm a sole provider, and uh, you know, I, I'm in a union. I'm in UA Local One Hundred, so I make good money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you know, even if you have two people making fifty thousand dollars a year at a hundred thousand dollars raising a family of four, you can't buy a home in Dallas. Not really, no. I mean, you're looking at, you know, $500,000 for a a basic home in most places. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're signaling for me to wind it up because we have to take a break. Well, I appreciate you letting me call in. All right. Thanks so much, brother. Uh, That's the UA100 is a plumber's union. Go ahead and take a break, Pierre. Programming on KNON is sponsored in part by South Dallas Smiles. Located in Dallas near Fair Park. South Dallas Smiles offers general dentistry for both children and adults. South Dallas Smiles offers Invisalign ortho. South Dallas Smiles is open Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5, Fridays 8 to noon, and on Saturdays, 7.30 to noon. The address is 4432 Malcolm X Boulevard in Dallas. The phone number is 214-565-4330. South Dallas Smiles, the Offices of Dr. Demetra Jones. This is Spicoli here to tell you about heavy metal on KNON every week starting on Thursday mornings with my show, Eggs and Bangers, on KNON's internet station, KNON Metal, from 8 a.m. to 10. Thursday nights, KNON FM has hard time radio with Dallas's longest-running metal DJ, Thrash and Allen, from 8 p.m. to midnight. Saturday nights at midnight, it's Raven bringing you the dungeon, playing the heaviest of metal for four solid hours. Metal lives at KNON Heavy 89.3 FM and KNON now online. We're back on the Workers' Beat. So many people are calling. I appreciate very much your waiting. Uh, the question was, when did things begin to go bad? 972-647-1893. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Thanks for waiting. Uh, good morning, Gene. Hi. Um, when do things go bad? I, I I think things have always been bad, and things have always been good. You know that that's the nature of life. Things are you got pros and cons. You're never gonna have absolute perfection, and you're never gonna have absolute uh, a negative situation. Capitalism did some good things uh, when it came about. It was uh, uh, it was better than feudalism and serfdom uh, and, uh, and such and so on. And it's a uh, it's a long way from perfect today, and I don't think it's going to ever be perfect. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that uh, the thing, the problem is when people stop and decide that uh, it's as good as it can get. Now that that always <laughs> that always uh, tickles me and makes me sad when people say this is the best system in the world, best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always room for improvement. And I see. I think the business, pardon. Go ahead. I think the, the, the biggest problem we have now is the, the threat of war. Uh, this week, I think the Pentagon released this uh, $842 billion uh, budget request, uh, which is uh, $25, million more, $25 billion more than uh, the last budget they received and uh, uh, they put out. And I think that they're probably going to get it. And I, and I think uh, the, it's, uh, it's really uh, uh, very sad that most of the people in this country are going to accept it. And then... 
uh, in the military industrial establishment is going to turn around and uh, tear up the world once again so they can make more billions and, and we just going to sit back and, and watch it happen. I think that's a, a absolute shame. All right. Thanks so much. And uh, I'm glad to get your opinion. And you can call us, too, at 972-647-1893. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Thanks for waiting. Good morning, Gene. Hi. Hey, uh, I listened to a four-part series on uh, NPR about Adam Smith and uh, capitalism and how it's progressed uh, since then. So if you're real, we're all kind of speaking from... uh, the way capitalism has treated us in our personal lives, but it goes way back beyond that, as, as several people have spoken. So if you really want to find out what Adam Smith was thinking when he wrote uh, the beginnings of capitalism and tried to organize it, you'll realize it didn't, it hasn't turned out the way he uh, said it probably should. Mm-hmm. Well, what Adam, said, Adam Smith said basically was that it is a perfect system, that it tends to uh, balance itself out. And you hear that all the time from politicians. Politicians all the time saying, uh, we don't need to do anything about poor people because the market will, will, will solve all our problems. But that wasn't what Adam Smith was saying. Yeah, he did. He, he said there's an invisible hand that is making everything work out. But what I'm saying is, go back and listen to this program NPR put on. It's mm-hmm. a four-part theory. Okay. And it's changed, and it's changed from what he projected the oh. way it should balance itself out. Oh, I see. Okay. And with more community involvement than it currently or has progressed to, and here's the spoiler on the NPR four-part series that I hope people will go listen to. Okay. In the end, it has turned out to be casino economics. Yeah, but did it, did they give us did they give us any idea when things turned around? Because People, several callers have said it was a good thing at one time, and it's not so good now. So when did it change? That's the question. Right. So what I'm saying is go listen to this four-part series, and you'll be able to better find out exactly when it started changing. Okay. Instead of us discussing our little small part of the whole history. All right. Thank you. So we have to listen to the four-part series, and then we'll get the answer. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON, 972-647-1893. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good. All right. First of all, you know, this company needs to have an experience. And that is right about the, the documentaries that they watch, because there, there is the truth in that. The good age when uh, the Baron is like, Eddie uh, and Vanderbilt. You know, America's always been built on laws. See, that's the first thing everybody forgets is laws. Who write laws? Who's elected? Most of them are mostly highly educated, mostly. Now, I'm not saying now, but in the past. And they write laws for business. They don't write laws for individuals or for people. Never have. Never have. The laws are written in America in a business, business way. So they're just they're just trying to help the rich, basically. Well, well the rich are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this. many people vote their personal belief, meaning that most of the poor people do not vote 
okay, mm-hmm. if you vote and you've had somebody have your voice, you might have some changes. Mm-hmm. The problem is this. Once you get in an office and if you follow the money, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's close to the truth. Once a person gets in an office, they're running for the next, next election. Who gives the money? If I vote for my uh, representative in Dallas, right, once I'm a vote, that's all she needs. But if American Airlines give her money, you know, for her, give her like $100,000, who's she going to listen to? Now, remember, she said she, she, she said, uh, the woman, Jasmine, uh, uh, what's her name, district. She telling me she vote, she's for me just to get my vote. But once she get there, I'm offering money. I want you to like policy. And my whole point is this. Business is like policy for politicians. Only voting gets is, is, is a, a, a representative that they think that they're there. And so, it's not a starting point when it's happened. America always been built that way. And so, the problem is to convince the masses and I'm going to agree with Randy in this sense. It's not a black and white issue. It's not a, 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 a gender issue. It is a, a, a class issue. A class issue, an economic issue, okay. And, 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 and if you ask most Americans, I'm talking about the, 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 the bottom board, ask them they pull it, they tell you no. Ask them they show it, they tell you no. The problem is everybody wants to be wealthy, but they're not. And All so right. the thing is this. And, and, and the people who call you talking about they don't like capitalism they probably work for a corporation or a company so if you don't believe in capitalism what, how do you make your money so you know it is a system where we say one thing but we actually live in, in a hybrid system we live in a socialist capitalist system yeah and, but and, you would and, 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 would you agree with me that for ordinary people Things are not getting better today. I agree. Yeah. Well, at some point, it must have changed because things did get, there were some good things in history. The Civil War, for example, freed the slaves. I'm not saying that they had utopia after that. It was not, people did not, you know, just suddenly uh, get a really good deal, but they did free the slaves. It was a little better. So, Incrementally, things got a little better back in history, but they're not getting better now. They're getting worse. So well, the question is, 1960s, when did that happen? If you look at 1960s, 1960s was a political part. Because really, that, that, that was a transitional period to where people broke off. Because at that point, like you said, the people were marching for the rights they had. But guess what? Corporations learned from the good age before. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're not going to have to happen again. Because guess what? Well, we're going to separate everybody. The corporations, the corporations got their legal uh, backing, got their strength legally around the 1870s, 1880s. So would you say that was when things started to go bad? I, I agree because the 14th Amendment mm-hmm. is, is the part where, where the 14th Amendment at the end, it said it made a corporation a person. Okay, I, we got to move on. Thanks so much for calling. You, you got a lot of good opinions. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON 972-647-1893. And thanks for waiting. You're on the air now. Hi. Hi. Hi, this is Brad. Hello, um, Brad. I, I I guess I would say with it's with the rise of sort of modern imperialism. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Spanish American War 
definitely by World War One, but so like 1900 or early 1900s around that period when when the U.S. was sort of starting to become the quote unquote cops of the world. <laughs> so we got to vote for World War One as being the the turning point when it was when it became obvious that things were not going to get better. In other words, we were going to have more wars and more plagues and uh, more poverty and uh, less help for people, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and that's, and it's going on today, you know, and one thing, one thing I think is encouraging, I actually think is encouraging is that there's signs that, uh, there's signs that, uh, that uh, the end of American imperialism may be, <laughs> may be in the works in the future at some point. This, this, this uh, struggle with China is very, very interesting, and I hope, what what is going on? Aren't there isn't there a military buildup against China going on? What's the United States doing about that? I know they're holding. Uh, I know they're holding so-called uh, uh, military. Uh, what do they call it? Tests or something with South Korea, and I know they they have reestablished a bunch of military bases in uh, the Philippines. And I know that they're arming uh, Taiwan. I, I saw it was. I thought it was really interesting that right after the, right after they started doing the Philippines visit, the U.S. the, the Joint Chiefs, Chiefs of Staff was in the Philippines and stuff. That's when this all of a sudden this, this, uh, they got caught up with this balloon, so-called spy balloon, this weather balloon or whatever. Uh -huh. They shot down. It, it seemed like an interesting, convenient timing. So the, all of a sudden, the news instead of U.S. adding bases. But, with uh, Marcos in Philippines. There's something against China on the news every day. Uh, today, today is TikTok. <laughs> I don't even know what TikTok is, but I understand there's 80 million people are on it. And as of a while ago, as of 10 minutes ago, there's 80 million and one, because I signed up for TikTok <laughs> just to see what's so dangerous about it. Do you know? It's the whole thing is weird to me. I'm not on TikTok either. I know a lot of people are, but it's it's weird to me. The U.S. government saying, "Well, you've got to be you can't be Chinese owned. You've got to sell it to an American." Like, well, what the hell? What is what? What business is the U.S. government saying? What nationality people can own different companies? Weird kind of. Um, well, it's it's part of the anti-Chinese uh, propaganda that's going on. Yeah, the, well, there's no doubt that the, that they're getting ready for war. There was a an Air Force general that predicted that that they would be going to war within two years. I want to big, give some big kudos to to China on on their recent really important diplomatic successes that that are really just beneficial for peace in general. This uh, Iran Saudi Arabia normalizing relations. I mean that that's big. I think that... Um, well, they're going to quit killing all the people in Yemen? Well, you know, see, a lot of Yemen and Syria, a lot of this stuff, a, 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 a certain component of that is for proxy wars between Saudi Arabia and Iran that are involved. Yeah. Have been involved. And so that's great news that, that China's complained. You know, China's not been in a war since 1979, so it's not like the United States is always in how many wars are we in at a given time. But... Um, I, 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 so I hope that, that they'll, they'll be treated as a good faith effort. Their efforts on bringing peace in Ukraine and Russia now. Okay, uh, you, you better wind it up. we got some people waiting. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice talking. Bye. Thank you for calling. 972-647-1893. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning, Gene. Hi. Yeah, uh, first thing I want to mention about the daylight savings time issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, meteorologist Kyle Roberts uh, said one day when it was when it first couple last week when it first changed over, he said that if you don't have daylight savings time in December at eight o'clock a.m., it will still be dark. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one thing people should take into consideration when they say they don't want daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. People in Arizona and places like that. So you want to keep it? That other guy wanted to get rid of it. It would seem like that would make more sense. I, I would think that it would be rather be light at the eight o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as opposed to still dark. Mm-hmm. But you got to go to school, and a lot of other activities take place at that time of day. It would make things a lot more, a lot safer. I see. Uh, that's that's the only reason. Uh, now, when you talk about capitalism and the, how things, where that things are, you got to go back to. Uh, first of all, you got to go back to when Rothschild, Andrew Carnegie, and uh, the other uh, multi-billionaire first accumulated enough wealth to where they could control the government. The mm-hmm. government had to go to them to get money to, to fight war. Are you are you saying around 1914 then? Uh, in, it, it may have been in the 1800s. No, the Car- well, right. Carnegie, Carnegie was... Uh, he was rich in the 1800s, that's true, 1890s, I guess. Right, it was, it was back in that time. They mm-hmm. accumulated enough wealth to have to, for the federal government to have to go there and borrow money to fight World War I. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, then when Woodrow Wilson took uh, uh, created the Federal Reserve, a private institution that controlled the government's money, that just gave those three or four people a bigger toehold on the money supply and so they started World War One. they started the Great Depression so they could buy up all those companies that went bankrupt and then they started World War Two. Okay. They also financed slavery they also financed drugs. Hmm. Oh really? So, yes. So uh, there's, a, there's a documentary called Monopoly Men mm-hmm. that it's a really wide so it was, it was when when monopolies began to take over. Well, that would be around the time of uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, mm-hmm. and it was right before World War One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Woodrow Wilson. Mm-hmm. And and Woodrow Wilson said he think he made a mistake when he gave the creation of currency to a private uh, institution mm-hmm. instead of a federally controlled. So, and so. Ever since then, uh, those people have been able to control the money supply and control okay. capitalism. Okay, I got to take some more callers. Okay, nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. I think I think we're starting to we're getting a little bit of more uh, votes for World War One. Good morning, thanks for calling KNON. When did things start to go bad? Good morning, Jake. Hi. Uh, yes. Uh, I was just, uh, you, you mentioned TikTok a while ago and how, mm-hmm. you know, how it's it's the, the folk issue of the day, you know, yeah. and whatnot. you know, uh, TikTok, they're so afraid of TikTok because 
you can you they speak the truth. You know, you you can get the truth out, get it uh, the truth out. Well, the media, the, the the big media won't tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, they, are, just, are you actually on TikTok, though? Oh yes, you are. Yes. What what do they do yes. on there? Well, it's just different different people. You know, sometimes they cooking show cooking uh, uh, political information, right? You know, from, mm-hmm. from both sides. You know, but is it something dangerous? Because they're acting like uh, if you if you're on TikTok, the Chinese are taking over your mind. <laughs> I, I, I have yet to see anything pertaining to China on there, you know. And I, I've yet to see. And I've been on there for for a year. Uh huh. I see. Actually, I've been on it for uh, forty minutes. Forty minutes. Well, to me, you enjoy it. And it's a new idea that came up with. Really, you'll enjoy it. You'll, you'll get a different point of view uh, from people, real people, not not big conglomerate media outlets, you know, that, that spew their own propaganda. You know, everybody everybody's on there and they share their views, you know. And then you've got entertainment. You've got charitable, you know. Uh, well, is it some kind of a threat? Is there something threatening about it? Not that I know of, Gene. I mean, I, I don't feel threatened. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, the reason I brought it up is because it's part of this, this uh, whole idea of demonizing somebody is part of getting ready to go to war with them. I mean, they've been demonizing Russia for the last year or two. Well, for the last uh, 100 years or so. But uh, uh, they've been demonizing China for the last little while. It's just one of their anti-woke. To me, woke represents awaken to the truth. Uh-huh. You know, that's what it represents to me. It's just the, the far right views their the poison and whatnot, and it's just the latest woke issue that supposedly, you know, Fox propaganda and whatever you know spew out there, and uh, it's just the next issue, team. Uh, they, they say it's it's, uh, it's bad for us. And whatnot, and, uh, I don't see anything bad about it, Jay. I, I see. I we, I, we're getting the signal. We have to take a break. Thanks so much for calling. 972-647-1893. Call us right after the break. Programming on KNON is sponsored in part by South Dallas Smiles. Located in Dallas near Fair Park. South Dallas Smiles offers general dentistry for both children and adults. South Dallas Smiles offers Invisalign ortho. South Dallas Smiles is open Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5, Fridays 8 to noon, and on Saturdays, 7.30 to noon. The address is 4432 Malcolm X Boulevard in Dallas. The phone number is 214-565-4330. South Dallas Smiles, the offices of Dr. Demetra Jones. Many people in North Texas make KNON Community Radio possible. Each person giving what they can to help ensure KNON's future. One way to help is by donating land or property. If you are a KNON supporter fortunate enough to be able to make a donation of real estate that no longer makes sense for you to own, let us know. That donation could become KNON's next home or much needed funding. Learn more at 844-277-HOME. That's 844-277-4663. Or go to KNON.org. Slave all day. Yeah. 972-647-1893. A lot of people have responded to my question of when did things stop getting better? 
when did uh, then when did we start getting more wars and less peace, uh, less food? When did we stop getting? Uh, when did we start getting uh, less security and less job security and stop getting better treatment on the job? I know there was a good period in there. Between 1935 and 1947, uh, things got better for American working people. People made more money between 1935 and 1937, uh, or 1947. But, uh, but the question was, when did things start to go bad under the economic system that we live in? And uh, we didn't get a clear winner, but I'll tell you what I think the answer is. I think it was clear in World War One. When the the World War One was unusual because it was actually a, a, a world war. The whole world went to war, and uh, and of course it was also known as the War to End All Wars. And uh, things everything were supposed to be perfect after that war, and it didn't take them what 30, 40 years before they got into another one. And now a lot of people are trying to start another one yet, and some people are saying that it has already begun. So war has certainly got worse after 1914. And uh, you can't say that we started doing better on the medical front because right after that war, they had the Spanish flu killed everybody big enough to die. And then we, had, we have COVID going on now. And obviously there was no uh, world coordination that would have nipped it in the bud. And instead we had... Uh, I think the over a million Americans died, and uh, I don't know how many died in the whole world. So things began to get worse at some point instead of getting better, and uh, I think it was clear in 1914, but that's just just a matter of opinion. 972-647-1893, you can give your opinion if you want to. We have argued back and forth on this radio program about reparations because... Uh, people who uh, were slave enslaved at one time certainly suffered. I'm not just talking about when they were enslaved, but I'm talking about their 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 descendants have suffered. And uh, the the uh, 1619 project made it very clear that they have been prevented from accumulating any wealth and getting in, getting further up in society ever since the 1619 uh, thing happened. So there was some news on reparations. The reparations suggested by a committee in San Francisco are these. They would give $5 million to every eligible black adult. They would eliminate their personal debt and tax burdens. They would would get guaranteed incomes of at least $97,000 for the next 250 years, and they would get homes for $1 a family. I didn't make that up. I got this from Associated Press, and it was repeated in the Dallas Morning News. That's one committee's ideas of what kind of reparations the descendants of slaves should be getting in America today. What do you think? 972-647-1893. What's going bad, what's going bad in What's going good in San Francisco, I guess, is going bad in Texas. The proposed budget from the Texas House bars all funds for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that's, that's the main budget. That's the one that's being proposed. 
That was in the morning news. And the state of Texas has taken over the Houston ISD. That is really, really big news because that means uh, even though they say they're for local control, uh, not if it's not their control. What they're really for is my control, me. Uh, the state of Texas, the legislature has taken over the Houston schools and they may take over your school district next. The Dallas County locks up kids for months longer than recommended. That was in the morning news. And there are several bills in the legislature targeting LGBTQ community. And so things are not getting better in Texas. There's a lot of bad things. And the number of bills they have that are just plain voter suppression is just awful. Uh, there's, there's one of them that would basically make it virtually impossible to vote by mail, uh, take away the seniors' right to vote by mail. Right now, seniors and disabled people and a few others can vote by mail, and that's a good thing. And uh, there are bills that would take that away. 972-647-1893, you can give your opinion if you'd like. I'd like everyone to know that Reverend Holsey Hickman died during this past week. His obituary was in the paper. His good friend, Reverend L. Charles Stovall, has just died. So the two of them are bound for the hereafter together. They were not only great civil rights leaders, but they were also great labor leaders. They were always with us in labor. And of course, I'm partial to the union movement and the civil rights movement and the union movement, I keep saying, are very similar, practically the same thing. And I think Reverend Holsey Hickman and Reverend L. Charles Stovall knew that, and I think that they, they tried to bring people together, and we will certainly miss them. They were great, wonderful people, and they were also friends of mine. We elected new, we appointed, well, we swore in new officers at the Dallas AFL-CIO. I was sworn in as president of the Dallas AFL-CIO, but don't think that that's the principal officer because it's not. The principal officer of the Dallas AFL-CIO is the financial secretary treasurer, and Lou Luckhart was sworn into that position. Bonnie Mathias, whom you may have heard of on this program, uh, will be uh, continue to be in top leadership. She'll be the vice president. And Brother Drew Kennedy, a new face, more or less new face. He's with the Flight Attendants Union, TWU-556, out at Southwest Airlines. He will be the new Sergeant at Arms. Now, as president, means I get to appoint, uh, I get to appoint the committee heads. And I appointed Judy Bryant to be the head of our new constituency group. I appointed Drew Kennedy uh, to be uh, part of the fundraising and of course uh, Big Ray Edmondson. Big Ray Edmondson is the outgoing president and did a great job in a very difficult time. Lewis Fulbright was the principal officer and he stepped down. He did a great job in a very difficult time. So let me tell you a little bit about the constituency group committee because that's one everybody can join. You don't have to be a union member. You could be a union member or you could be a not union member. If you believe, as I do, that the labor movement is the core of the progressive movement. And if you want to see the labor movement succeed, that means if you want to see working families succeed, you're going to be able to join this constituency group. 
Judy Bryant very, very uh, generously said that she would head it up. There's not a nickel in it for her. She's doing it because she believes in it. And she's going to try to set up the first meeting. Uh, I think it's April the 9th. No, it's not. That. It's April the 16th at 4 p.m. It'll be a Zoom meeting. All union members and supporters are invited to the first constituency meeting for labor solidarity. Contact Judy Bryant, 214-729-0063. The idea there is to take advantage of the fact that unions are very popular. I don't know why unions got so popular. I guess it's because everybody else disappointed us. <laughs> we, the, the political parties and the politicians, they can't break 50%. They can't even get to 50%. Some of them got up as high as maybe 45% uh, approval ratings. Uh, the Congress in general, it can't get above 30% because people are just really disgusted with uh, those institutions. The only institution that I know of in America today that's got a high approval rating is the unions. So the idea, or my idea with the constituency group, is that if, if working people, if working families wanna do better, they need to get together somehow, and I think that getting together around the labor movement is the smart thing to do. The labor movement's got the buildings, they got places to meet, and uh, uh, they've got a certain amount of, of, of organization. They got some pretty good leadership. Uh, they've got a system to uh, raise money. And uh, they're just generally better than some, some uh, organization that, that might be here today and might be here tomorrow. You don't really know. So the constituency group meeting that will be, what did I say, April 16th, uh, is your opportunity to get involved with the labor movement and with, a, with the progressive movement altogether. 972-647-1893. You don't have to listen to my opinions. I got plenty of them, but uh, you can call in and give your opinions at 972-647-1893. I got all kinds of things that have happened here. Republican Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana said that President Biden's budget belongs in the shredder and that the retirement age for Social Security eligibility should be raised. You know, they raised it in Paris. They got garbage piled up eight feet high because the garbage workers are trying to save the country. They're raising the, the pension work, the pension age from 62 to 64. So you won't be able to retire if you're a Frenchman until you get to 64. Pierre is over there smiling because he knows all about these stuff, all these things, because you came from France, didn't you, Pierre? Yeah. And uh, they're, they're burning the town. I mean, there's fires being set yeah, over there. And uh, people are protesting all over the place. I wrote a letter to the editor. I was kind of, it was kind of tongue in cheek. I was telling people that if you're going to hit the streets over the retirement age in France, please don't, don't set any fires. Uh, but the truth is we don't have a big response here in the United States. That a lot of people are not demonstrating, although I believe there is a national anti-war demonstration going on right now in Washington, D.C. I haven't heard much about it because you don't hear these things on the commercial news media. You just hear what the State Department wants you to know. Good morning. Thanks for KNON. Thanks for calling, KNON. 
hello. Hello, you're on the air. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, I think it, the uh, capitalism is okay, but with some uh, constraints. It needs uh, constraints. Uh, uh-huh. You think Janet Yellen was right when she said the banking system was all right? I think, no, I, uh, capitalism is okay. Uh, uh-huh. But but with, uh, with constraints, it needs the constraints because people are going to take advantage of it. Uh, and it's been a long, kind of slow slide downhill uh, for, if I'd have to choose a date, it would be around 1900, I would think, uh-huh. when things started to change for the bad. One really bad uh, jolt or cliff we, uh, during the slide was the uh, Citizens United uh, ruling. Uh, uh-huh. where the one that gutted the Voting Rights Act. Where is money? Where money is uh, is speech? Uh-huh. I don't think that's right, and it gives corporations a lot of the same rights as our, as people uh-huh. voting and stuff like that. It gives, them, it gives them more rights in a, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Give who? I said gives. I said it gives corporations more rights than people in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly right. And that, so I think there's a movement now to. Uh, get an amendment uh, passed uh, in the country for to strike down the uh, corporate uh, citizens united uh-huh. thing it's uh, it's on the, the minds of several states are uh, starting to talk about that so uh, i encourage people to find out more about the vote uh, uh, those people that are trying to get rid of uh, or make an amendment to uh, get rid of uh, the citizens united Results. So, if I to answer your question, I think around 1900 things the slide really started. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's recently, here last a decade or two, it's really been steep. Uh, where corporate or well, money is in politics, and uh, you know, really that's when bad. the that's when the big money took over American politics. You think? It started. Yeah, it started around 1900, but recently it's really gotten uh, uh-huh. critical and pretty obvious. We all know who's in the who's pockets in the, in our legislatures, and uh, so and but nothing's happening about it. I mean, it's obvious what's happening, but uh, until people, you know, start doing something about it, it's not going to stop. So if everybody, but if everybody votes, do you think that's going to solve it? You think it'll be everything will be all right? I think that'll help. Uh, I think that'll help. At least they'll people the uh, people in power, the politicians in power, will realize that uh, they have to answer to the voters. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that voting would help. That's for sure. Well, All right. Well, that's my two cents, Gene. Thanks so much for calling. And All we right. have we're going to have to go make room for the best music in North Texas coming right up. Coming your way. Uh, is, is that we'll my be back next week? Is that my show, Gene? Is that what you're talking about? That's what I was talking about. <laughs> I just wanted to say goodbye, Bonnie. Goodbye, Bonnie. Wait, where's she at? No. <laughs>